Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. the prayer of the day together. Almighty God, with joy we celebrate the day of our Lord's resurrection. By the grace of Christ among us, enable us to show the power of the resurrection in all that we say and do. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. First reading today is from Acts chapter 4, verses 32 to 35. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or home houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. 
Our psalm is Psalm 133. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down upon the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord ordained his blessing, life forevermore. Second reading is from 1 John, chapter 1, verse 1, chapter 2, verse 2. We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testified to it, and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and, and do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Here ends our lesson. The Holy Gospel according to John. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who is called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen 
and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm just going to begin by saying I've got a little dog beside me here. So if you hear some funny noises, chances are it's the little dog. Now for the sermon. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. How do we come to believe without seeing? I have considerable sympathy for Thomas. The writer of this gospel says, these are written, these things are written, so that you may come to believe. Because one way we come to believe is through the story. But that's, that's not the whole of it. We need the story, but it's, it's not everything. As the Father has sent me, so I send you, Jesus says. And then he breathes into them. It's, it's into in Greek, I'm told. It's into, he breathes into them. The way God breathed life into the first human at creation. Jesus breathes into them new life because this is a new creation. And he says, receive the Holy Spirit, receive God's Spirit, receive my Spirit. The Advocate, that's the Spirit, will testify on my behalf, Jesus said earlier, chapter 15. The Advocate will lead you into all truth. But there's something even more fundamental. If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask my father and he will give you another advocate. So abiding, that's the word that this gospel uses over and over. Abiding, relationship, love, abiding in Jesus as Jesus abides in the father. That is the root of it all. Love, relationship, abiding. That's how we receive the spirit. The one who will testify on behalf of Jesus and lead us into all truth. In a little while, you'll no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. It's abiding. It's love. That's, that's how we'll know. On that day, you will know. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them, Jesus says. And this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. So abiding, abiding in love, loving Jesus, loving one another as we are loved. That's how we will see Jesus without seeing him physically with our eyes. And, and it's how other people will see Jesus and believe. He tells us, love one another. By this, everyone will know that, that you are my disciples. And he prays that the love with which you have loved me, Father, may be in them and I in them. And as you, Father, are in me and I in you, may they also be in us 
so that the world may believe that you have sent me. No one has ever seen God. That's at the beginning of this gospel, chapter one. It's God, the only son who is close to the father's heart, who has made him known. And it is us close to the son's heart, like the beloved disciple at the last supper, who some people say is all of us who believe we are the ones close to the son's heart who make him known. As Jesus made the Father known, so we make Jesus known. As the Father sent me, so I send you. To sum all this up, which is not easy, to try to sum all this up, it's through our closeness to Jesus and our abiding in him and his abiding in us, abiding in his love, loving him, being loved, loving one another as he loves us. That's how we see Jesus and experience Jesus and know Jesus and receive his spirit and life. And it's how others see Jesus in us. And this also means that we who believe see Jesus also in each other. Abiding in Jesus, we abide in each other. We love as we are loved. So we abide in community. We can't abide in Jesus without abiding in each other, without loving each other. And that, that works in two directions. When we abide in Jesus, that leads to abiding in each other. When we abide in each other, that leads to abiding in Jesus and, and seeing Jesus. We see Jesus in our abiding in him and in the abiding of those others who abide in Jesus, whom we love as he loves us and in whom we abide. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a loner. I'm an introvert. So... You know, I'm not saying this because I like the sound of it. I'm saying it because it's true. Jesus is present and we see him and we know him in community, in this love and abiding. And that's true for those inside this community. And it's true for those outside it who begin to see from outside what they will see more completely inside when they themselves begin to love and abide. And that's clear in the book of Acts, which puts a lot of emphasis on the life of the community and how others seeing it come to believe and how members of that community rooted in that community go out to preach and perform signs and then return to it. But you may be thinking, I don't know if you're thinking this, but there is a, an obvious problem here, isn't there? A huge problem. And the problem is our obvious and continuous failures to do this. The failures of the church, both large and small. To failures to love and to abide. And we can talk a lot, but if Jesus is not seen and revealed and present in how we live and in our communities, our lives, our, our words, and in our lives, our words just make things worse and we fail over and over and you know if it's hard to see this now because it's hard to see something when you're in the middle of it but we can we can see it if we look at history and we can assume that if it was true then it's true now just in different ways 
I'm, I'm not saying this is the only reason people don't believe because of our failures. There are other reasons. There are lots of other reasons. But this is the only one we can do anything about. There is one remedy. There's only one way that we can see the Lord and that others can see the Lord in and through a community that loves and fails to love, that is guided by the Spirit and spectacularly and horribly fails to be guided by the Spirit, that repeatedly fails to abide and is failing to abide. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us, First John says. But if we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Sometimes I think the problem isn't so much that we mess things up, although that can be, I mean, the consequences can be horrific. You know, our failures. But even worse, even worse is refusing to admit it. To see the Lord and to have life and for others to see the Lord in and through us and to have life, we need to abide and love. We need to abide in Jesus' love. And because we fail, we need to see and confess our failures, our sins, so that we can be forgiven and cleansed and healed, so that we can abide. And so that Jesus, the risen Jesus, is made known in us, in our love and in our confession of our failures to love. Because that's love too. That's part of loving. That's part of abiding. I'm I'm going round and round. I... I'm sure you've noticed. It's it's so hard to preach on John because it's not linear. It goes around and around because this love and abiding, God in Jesus, Jesus in God, Jesus in us, us in Jesus, us in God, and in each other goes around and around, cycles and flows and grows between and among us, between God and Jesus and Jesus and us and us and us and us and God and us and the world God loves and and it's in and through all of this, which importantly must include confessing our failures. In and through all this, we see Jesus and believe and have life. And it's in and through all this that the world sees and believes and has life. I am the vine, you are the branches, Jesus said. Intertwined, sharing life, bearing fruit, and in that interweaving, in those entanglements of love in that shared life, the risen Jesus abides and makes himself known. Amen. Let's confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting.
confident in our faith that the resurrection of Jesus has defeated sin and death. Let us pray for the church, the world, and all creation. Each petition will end with the words, let us pray, and the response is, have mercy, O God. We pray for the church throughout the world. Help us to abide in you and to love as we are loved and to confess our failures and to continue being cleansed and forgiven so that the world may come to believe and have life. Let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For sun and moon, land and sea, and all living creatures, let us pray in gratitude for beauty and hope for an end to destruction. Have mercy, O God. For all who work for peace, for those who live in the midst of violence, for justice and peace on earth, and for an end to this pandemic, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. For those who see no hope, for the sick, the poor, the imprisoned, for all who suffer, in particular, those we name silently or out loud. We pray for wholeness and for life. Have mercy, O oh God. For our community here, those who are present and those who are absent, we pray. Have mercy, O oh God. In thanksgiving for those who have died in the faith and for the faith they have made possible in our midst, that Christ has destroyed death and brought eternal life, let us pray. Have mercy, O God. Holy God, by the death and resurrection of your Son, you have granted new life, new creation, and salvation. Hear our prayers for the sake of the one who has set us free, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Let's say the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. May our wonderful God grant you a spirit of wisdom to know and to love the risen Lord Jesus, the God of life, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen.
Christ is risen. Alleluia.